You're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. Now, here's the OTI guys. Hello and welcome back to the OTI Podcast. Myself, Colin Kelly, back on the show. Uh, Hopefully you're all doing well since the last show we had. That was pre-Super Bowl, obviously. The Denver Broncos, in the meantime, have won the Super Bowl. I did mention, uh, jokingly, on the the preview show to the Super Bowl that the podcast last week might be delayed a little bit if there was a few too many beverages drunk during the Super Bowl. Well, between that and between everything else that went on, very, very busy week last week work-wise and just so much going on that, uh, unfortunately, it just could not be fit into my schedule. So, back now, uh, looking towards next season obviously the Denver Broncos fans out there still basking in the glow of the Super Bowl victory and uh, we'll see how they start to prepare for next season you know the rumblings going on with the Peyton Manning story in the background but I don't think that's going to affect the Broncos moving forward because I think Peyton is going to retire we'll see what else comes off the legal allegations off the field uh, through the next couple of months and we'll see what happens in the end of that but back to getting ready for next season we'll be doing a lot of podcasts throughout the off season i'm going to try and do one a week as we continue the whole way through going to look towards the combine look towards the draft and, and obviously now we have a lot of time to spend looking forward to next season's fantasy football season now is a perfect time to be talking about dynasty football and uh, the listeners long time to the show will know that uh, a lot of good community members in the dynasty community and the fantasy football community are often guests on the oti podcast and they will be dropping by in the next few weeks and months as we uh, prepare for next season so lots of stuff to look forward to but I mentioned looking forward to the combine looking forward to the draft process and uh, I have a guy on today and we're going to talk to him it's Brian Martin he's been on a number of times on the show and he's trained many many uh, NFL athletes that are in the league at the moment past present and of course now we're going to be talking about future with the prospects he has getting them ready for the upcoming combine in Indianapolis so that's gonna be fun and uh, without any further ado let's get straight into that let's get Brian on the show Hi, I'm Matt Williamson, and you are listening to the Overtime Ireland Podcast. Joined back in the podcast again by Brian Martin. A lot of you will have heard him on the show. Uh, probably last off-season was the last time we did on. You've been on quite a few times, Brian. It's always been very informative because we get a perspective of training the athletes, getting them ready for the NFL season. Today we're going to be talking about getting them ready for both the NFL season and the NFL Combine, which is coming up next week in Indianapolis. Um, first of all, uh, thanks for joining us, and I uh, hope all things are good since uh, we last talked. Thank you, Tom. Always good to be on your show. I, uh, I've been following it closely, and uh, I'd love to be on, so thank you for having me. So, uh, first of all, Brian, the Combine coming up next week, I know you're working with a lot of the you know, the, the former college players now getting ready for that. What? Uh, how many players, first of all, have you got going towards uh, Indianapolis and even just getting ready for, there'll be a lot of players, probably two, that are going to go as maybe undrafted free agents as well, but you have to have them ready for when that phone call comes this offseason? Yeah, so in Parabolic in New Jersey, we have about, we have 32 guys, we have 32 slots, so we were fortunate to fill all those slots, and then, uh, I do have a partnership with Chris Chambers down in Miami, there's a handful of guys down there as well, um, so probably all in close to 40 plus guys, but in New Jersey, 32 are the guys that I'm primarily focused on right now, and we'll be heading out to the combine next week, and, uh, we, we have another gentleman from, uh, from down in Miami that'll be going out to the combine as well from my University of Miami. So, uh, yeah, so we're excited. Yeah, with the with the combine, a lot of people, you know, often talk. That obviously, the tests have been developed, and it's the best way over the last, you know, 
15 20 years to get uh, comparables to past players but with the tests sometimes the players get away from the fundamentals of the actual game do you still agree fully obviously you're trying to get these guys ready for the combine but do you still think the combine is the best way of testing all these athletes to see who stands uh, above the rest yes i mean i think it's an apples to apples comparison yeah. if you go back to you know, 20, 30 years ago, a 40 yard dash, a bench press, you know, your shuttle runs, your, all your drills. So I do think it's the best way to do it. I mean, if I had my druthers in their 40 yard dash, I'd have them wearing pads versus no pads, but, you know, then it'd be tough to compare them versus, you know, guys from the 80s and the 90s. So I do think that they do a great job of it. They put on a great show, and uh, I think the fans really enjoy it. And I think it's a good way to evaluate players, you know, and especially the medical and the mental side. I think that's where it's most valuable because. Guys are out there for three, four days, and they're getting poked and prodded by all the doctors and mentally, you know, you know, just questioned about every single thing in their lives. So there's a lot of the, the medical and the mental, I think, is, is critical and the, the most critical at the combine. And that's part of why we've, we've uh, added to our staff to make sure we're ready to make sure our guys are ready for that. Yeah, it's, that is critical, and it's, I think, the most important part of the combine. Everyone looks at the test, the 40-yard dash, but the stuff that goes on behind the scenes, meeting with the teams, you know, their medical checks, anyone that's coming in with maybe a lingering knee injury or shoulder injury, the club doctors are all in the one area, and it's a, a big advantage for the teams to see what's going on with the player and find out a little bit more behind the scenes because we always have rumours of their, you know, off-the-field discretions and so on, but it's a great time for the club to be able to find out a little bit more and decide if they want this player on their roster. You mentioned there as well uh, your medical team do you want to just go into a little bit on that about how you have developed the medical team and uh, your off the field side of it to go with your training part of it as well right I mean I, I you know I've run the combine program for over 10 12 years and I've been training NFL guys for 23 years so, yeah. you know I've used different physical therapy groups and different people over time and now I've, I've completely you know, I'm, I'm involved 100% with Parabolic in New Jersey and Dr. Matt Cefeli and Steve Froelich, our founder, and, you know, with Dr. Matt and myself, you know, that are just, we just have a constant communication along with Justin Moore, our combine director, and we really sit down, you know, almost daily, uh, probably just about every single day, and we, we're basically looking at the medical aspect of all these players from a physical therapy standpoint, but then, obviously, with Parabolic, we have, we have an amazing team. We can do dry needling and all these different uh you know, modalities to help these guys get better. But yeah. from a medical standpoint, we use uh, a group by the name of uh, NJOI, New Jersey Orthopedic Institute. Um, Dr. Anthony Cilia specifically has been a uh, big help for us. He's a disciple of uh, James Andrews down in Alabama, oh, okay, yeah. Florida. Um, so he was a fellow for them. So, so NJOI and, and Dr. Cilia help us tremendously, along with Dr. Eugene Patelli, who's a foot and ankle specialist. And, and Eugene, uh, Gene's been in from Doc Keen, he comes in every week and has been, uh, we actually had 20 guys had to get orthotics because they had different issues with their feet. You have 26 bones in your feet, so there's a lot of things you can go wrong in there. So that's that. And then we have a guy named Dr. Mark Wiener who's done a lot of work with the NFL. He's worked with the New York Giants and it's helped me mentally with the uh, sports psychology side for the last 12, 13 years. So you know, we're very fortunate to have these guys on our team. And you know, Dr. Mazzafelli and myself, we sit down all the time and just constantly think of ways we can bring in more specialists to help our players. You mentioned there just an interesting point, the orthotics for the feet. A lot of players, this now will be the first time where they've just 100% of their life is dedicated completely and only to sport. I know at college sometimes they get away with it. They don't have to do as much as the other uh, people at college, but they still have to do those other duties. Now they're 100% focused on the game. And 
speaking of like the uh, you know the orthotics coming in is there ever a worry that when you maybe uh, change up the makeup of their shoe their orthotics that it makes uh, maybe their body react a little bit differently and because they've been used to that for the last maybe 20 21 years of their life that maybe those changes can cause other maybe muscle imbalances even though the imbalance previously would be caused by the the orthotics in the shoe Yes, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, Dr. Gene, I'd be happy to get, introduce you to him to get him on. He could speak to it more than me, but from a performance standpoint, I mean, it's uh, it definitely has helped the guys. A lot of the guys, yeah. actually, the first time they put them on, they feel, they're like, this is amazing. It's changed their life because it gives them more elasticity and springiness in their feet. A lot of them have very flat feet because they're athletes. They've been pounding their feet for so yeah. long, and, and a lot of them naturally have flat feet, but particularly our running backs, a lot of them just, because of the way running backs pound on their body and move, you know, they're not used to uh, they're not used to having as much spring in their step as when they get orthotics in there. So feet foot and ankle is the most is very, very critical. And I find that if guys have problems with their feet it throws off their whole body. Yeah, yeah. And Dr. Mack and Dr. Matt, you should probably have him on the show too because he could speak to it more. But you know, you have your whole, you know, kinetic chain, you know, we're knees these guys are gonna so have injuries in their knees and their hips yeah. and their low back because they may have issues in their in their feet so you got to make sure your feet are right and work up from there yeah that's true it's just interesting when you mentioned that and these players now will be moved uh you're mentioning the combine pulled prodded every single direction so the teams are gonna be trying to find out every single thing they can but with uh, getting ready for the preparation for the combine we obviously know the tests are going to do the you mentioned earlier the bench press the 40 yard dash so on the tree cone drill uh getting them ready for it how intense is this training compared to what they would have been used to previously at college obviously they have to get ready for games and their their training there but this are more specific to just those drills um getting them in the best shape basically of their life this is probably i know when they're playing in the nfl you'll say they're at the peak of their career but this is probably the peak of their physical condition because when you hit the league sometimes uh, the physical condition is hard to keep up because of the beating that your body takes right yeah. i mean it's it's very intense i mean we're doing three triple sessions on mondays and fridays doubles on tuesday and thursday we do a lot more regeneration and recovery on wednesdays but we still do a speed bench day um, for upper body. Saturday mornings, we go at 6.30 in the morning. We're doing more pool sessions and water sessions. Sundays, we're off. But it's six days, a very intense, focused activity to, to not only do these drills, but to dominate them and break all-time records for them. You've mentioned there, obviously, about the strength and condition, and we're going to get into some of the players and some of the actual testing in just a little moment. But you have, uh, you know, I've mentioned the previous times you've been on the show, you've worked with players like Joe Flacco, former Super Bowl MVP, Patrick Peterson, you know, perennial pro bowler at this stage of his career and another nice year from him this year some of the players you have the nfl veterans program as well but the positional coaches you mentioned that you're involved with that are you know so specific to each and every role and the the training that you do but just between the positional coaches that you have and then the the veteran program as well that you have going at the moment it must be a very very busy uh, like 365 days a year role that you have at the moment yeah it's very busy but it looks busy six to eight months a year i mean it's yeah. not during the season, we give support and do what we have to do. But the, when they're playing between you know, August and, and you know, January or February, if they make the Super Bowl, we're more fans and we can enjoy it. And we're working on other things. Um, but the other months from now, you know, through January, really, for some through you know July, it's very, very intense, very busy. You know, we have guys like Jay Fiedler coming in, Al Singleton, Bart Scott, Aaron Beasley, you know, Donald Jones, all these amazing you know coaches. I uh, got a name, Donnie, Donnie Klein and, and Billy Yard working with the offensive line. Um, you know, we're very, very fortunate. We have uh, Hassan Whiteside Sr. helping out with the D-line. 
coming up here. We have a lot of guys that, you know, and just the other day, even Billy Ard and, and Al Singleton and Darian Barnes are in the room working with our guys. Yeah. You, know, you got three Super Bowl champs right in there. You know, you, it's very rare to not only learn from them on the field, but talk to them about off the field in the game of life, you know. Yeah, it's very very advantageous as well for these young guys coming into the league to get that knowledge, to get that experience off guys first hand who have been there, done it, and I guess won it all at the end of the day. That's what these guys that are coming into the NFL now are aiming to get to in the next 10 to 15 years off their hopefully long NFL careers. But it's just, there's so much that goes into it that people just don't think about, and it's always interesting to get that. But the interesting thing you said there was when I said it was 365 days a year. Most people say that during the season is the time when they get no breaks off. It's funny, the people training, well, outside of the actual teams, that is their kind of little bit of downtime during the year. So it's interesting to get that perspective. Um, With the different training and the different uh, sessions that you're doing, different tests, you mentioned about guys trying to hit their personal bests. Any guys that you want to mention that are really dominant? at the moment? I mean, we have a handful of guys. and We have Stephen Longa from uh, Rutgers University, you know, linebacker, had all about 145 tackles this year, led the country, and then, uh, you know, ISO, ISO tackles, you know, independent yeah. tackles there. So, you know, with him, you know, he's really doing well. He should dominate the combine. He will dominate the combine. And, you know, at Rutgers University, a junior came out early. He's a Ray Lewis-type player, tackling machine. Um, then we have a guy um Actually, down in Florida, I just uh, spent a little time with uh, his name is uh, Ray Sean Scott. They call him Ray Scott or Ray Ray. He's a wide receiver out of Miami, uh, doing real well. He's going to run in the four four range to combine, coming back from some minor injuries. Um, guy named Keith Lumpkin, big left tackle at Rutgers University, six foot eight, three hundred thirty pounds, can dunk a basketball. Uh, Richard Leonard at Florida International University is a defensive back. Is going to run in the four three range, may break a four two nine. Uh, right in that range, and you know, just you know, we have a lot of big guys, a lot of linebackers. Uh, Quentin Gauze and uh, Kason Messiah, from, uh, Quentin Gauze from Rutgers, Kason Messiah, University of Massachusetts, and then linemen. We have guys in from Boston College, Penn State, Angelo Mangiro, Penn State, Dave Bowen at Boston College, uh, a guy named Jake Shunky down at Towson. Uh, we're calling a big man. You, we got a lot of big guys in here, and, and we also got another two, two real. Two really interesting tight ends, uh, Seth DeVal, who's out of Princeton University. He's, uh, he's a Jimmy Graham type uh, and has a Princeton background. He's coming back from an injury, but he's going to shock the world with his pro day. And then a guy named Cedric Lang, a big six foot nine tight end out of UTEP, Texas El Paso, who's a converted basketball player, played one year of football. Now we're really fine-tuning, and we have been working with Marco Battaglia, a former NFL player with the Cincinnati Bengals, as well as Billy Yard of the Blocking and Donnie Klein. And then working with Donald Jones on his receiving skills, and he's six foot nine. He's going to weigh in at about two hundred and eighty pounds, and he's going to run like the wind. So uh, these guys are getting bigger, stronger, and faster. So we got we got a good group. Yeah, when you mentioned they're six foot eight and six foot nine, I always a lot of people think I'm tall at six foot six, but these guys, uh, if I'm standing beside them, I'm going to feel pretty small and a lot of extra weight on there as well. You mentioned the pro days coming up after the combine with the pro day which do you think is the most important do you think the combine is more important to get the teams interested and then the pro day to back it all up or do you think that you can have a, a good combine bad pro day or vice versa and you know we all know what happened with teddy bridgewater's pro day a couple of years ago right. sent him down the draft boards and uh, sometimes a little bit too much stock can be put in the pro day well the, yeah i mean the combine is you know the, the, the pinnacle i mean you want to you want to haste everything there if you don't do well there it really puts you in a bad spot yeah, you can behind. make it up at the pro day but um, you know, but where the pro day is really valuable is for the guys that are not invited to the combine. Exactly, I mean, yeah. I've had over a hundred guys make the NFL that did not get invited to the NFL combine. 
and we have a lot of sleepers this year. They're not going to the combine. They're going to, you know, do a, do a pro day. And yeah. at the pro days is where you make your money. I mean, that's what you, if you look at the, the NFL this year, the Super Bowl, out of 22 starters, I think 17 of them, you know, were not at the combine or not drafted. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the pro days is where you find these diamonds. There's diamonds all over. There's diamonds in Division Three, Division Two, One Double A. You got guys that are playing in Europe. You have you have different guys that are that were soccer backgrounds or basketball backgrounds, only played football for a year. So they may not get that combine invite, but at the pro day they can uncover these diamonds and you know with these 85 man rosters they can bring them in and and hopefully shine up those diamonds to be to be bright. I mean, you look at a guy like Will Ty we had last year out of uh, Stony Brook in, yeah. in Long Island. He was a transfer from Florida State, kind of got lost in the shuffle and. This year, he broke every record for the New York Giants as a as a tight end. He broke all of Mark Favaro's records. So, you know, it's a perfect example of a of a pro day guy who just dominated as a rookie. And there's, you know, we have a bunch this year, and I'm confident we'll do the same. Yeah, and obviously, when you don't get invited to the combine, often spurs these guys on a little bit. And we do hear a lot of the undrafted players. You mentioned they're playing in the Super Bowl this year, guys like C.J. Anderson. You know, it does happen so often, but it's just about sticking with it, putting in the effort. And you can go on the pro day can take you from undrafted to drafted and it can take you from not even on somebody's board to being maybe one of those pickups and on uh, free agency just after the draft so once you get linked on to the roster it's all about proving what you can do but you have to be in the right. condition to get there and that's all about what you are doing at the moment yeah so i mean one that we were really proud of that won the super bowl this year was quarterback trevor simeon and yeah yeah and trevor last year you know had a rough senior year he had he had a big win against notre dame i think he had more more interceptions than touchdowns he blew his knee out, had an ACL injury in November. Yep. We had to push the pro day all the way back to April. He was only able to do drops. He wasn't even able to roll out. But he did such a good job in the interviews and working with Coach Jay Fiedler and, and with the staff at, at North Northwestern did an amazing job with him that the, the, the Broncos fell in love with him, drafted him in the seventh round. There's only seven quarterbacks drafted last year. And he just got himself a Super Bowl ring. And I'm, I'm strongly predicting within the next year to two years, he replaces Peyton Manning as the starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Right. So they find with injury, off of injuries, I mean, he wasn't even in the top 25 for quarterbacks this year at this time. A lot of talk at the moment, obviously, of Brock Osweiler going forward, but uh, Simeon is somebody to keep your eye on, and uh, I didn't know that you had worked with him last year, but, um, you know, that injury did put him a little bit behind, but, you know, hopefully fully recovered now and uh, ready to go next yeah, season. Yeah, he's fully we'll recovered, fully recovered. He's coming back this off season for a few weeks before he goes out with Jay Fiedler, and then, you know, Osweiler, look, he did a good job. Everyone loves him because he's 6'8", and they have a lot of money invested in him, but I'm going to tell you right now, if he makes a couple mistakes, he's got a He's got a lion sitting behind him that's going to take that spot, and he won't give it up once he gets in. Yeah, there's always, uh, you know, you, there's no time to enjoy your role in the NFL. You just have to make sure that you stay in that position. Brian, uh, anything else when we're finishing up that you want to mention about the training that's going on, Argo Parabolic, um, you know, the, the company that you're working with? Yeah, I mean, with Parabolic, we're expanding now. We're starting to license what we're doing. We're, uh, we're just expanding out to the Midwest. We're opening in Crystal Lake together with a partnership with Centegra. So now we're going to be in the Northeast and the Southeast. We do a lot with the, the Chris Chambers and the Chamber. We're out and uh, we're opening up in Chicago. We're going to be doing some things on the West Coast. And hopefully we'll do something in Ireland one of these days. You never know. <laughs> it's great to, uh, you mentioned Chris Chambers and the Chamber. I think that there's a, an absolutely phenomenal name for, uh, you know, an athlete who turns coach who 
has a conditioning thing. You know, you need you need a name for your gym, you need a name for your facility, and it just fits in perfect uh, with his name, the Chamber. So uh, you're on Twitter, Brian, at B Martin Sports, and I have to admit, guys, well worth a follow because any other athletes he's training coming up to the combine, coming up to the season, you get an inside look into all that, and he's always very, very good at interacting with any questions you have about the training process. Go Parabolic, also on Twitter at Go Parabolic, and as well also on Instagram with the same name, Go Parabolic. So do check all that out. Check out Brian's Twitter handle, as I mentioned, and. Um, hopefully the next time we're talking uh, Brian won't be as long down the track hopefully it'll be on after the combine to get some talk some interaction on the guys that are rocketing up the draft board after the combine process at the moment a lot of people maybe not talking about the draft but it's going to start to rocket up now in the next couple of weeks specifically from next week onwards and uh, some of these guys names might be slipping under the radar now as you mentioned them but we'll have you back on and we'll talk about who is moving up the draft board get some more insight into those guys Hi, this is Greg Rosenthal, and you're listening to the Overtime Ireland Podcast. Thanks once again to Brian. Uh, great stuff there with him, talking about the prospects, talking about training the athletes. It's uh, always good to get some insight on that process as well. Meant to mention at the start of the show, but it uh, slipped my mind. We had a competition prior to the Super Bowl. It was for the Super Bowl, and uh, it was with footballamerica.co.uk. They're on Twitter, at FAmerica. Find them for all the uh, stuff you need to play American football and now they have set up uh, as well they have set up a store selling NFL merchandise and I actually jumped aboard that obviously Christmas has passed but I got myself a little bargain on there got myself one of the Packers Christmas jumpers a lot of the teams any of the teams that have jumpers left all half price so get on board there and see if you can grab yourself a bit of merchandise ahead of next Christmas uh, save yourself in the long run got myself the Packers Christmas jumper but uh, the two prize winners they'll be getting themselves some prizes uh, in the coming weeks and the winner of the 70 pound vouch and that there went to Anthony Quinn 86 on Twitter and then with a junior Super Bowl 50 ball to give away and it went to at market and QB so them prizes will be sent their way courtesy of footballamerica.co.uk be sure and check them out great service as always there'll be a lot of weeks coming up now where there won't be a lot to talk about but you know that doesn't last too long in the NFL something will spring up from somewhere and we'll have plenty to talk about in the coming weeks but we'll be looking ahead now as I mentioned to the combine to the draft and a lot of fantasy football talk in between maybe get a few players on from around the league maybe a few former players as well talk about their careers talk about their upcoming seasons getting ready what they do in the offseason their downtime and so on we'll get a get a bit of insight there so looking forward to getting all the different voices from around the NFL on the show and uh, should be fun but as always i'd like to give a quick plug as well to our itunes account go on there give us a comment and a rating if you're listening on itunes make sure you're subscribed and uh, as well if you're listening to us on stitcher or whatever way you're listening give us a little comment and a rating on that app as well thank you as always for your continued support it is an absolute pleasure bringing you the show on a weekly basis interacting with you on social media as well so until i'm back uh, next week with another show hoping to be joined by fantasy pros correspondent neil dutton on that he's a contributor to to grit iron expert so looking forward to talking with him i'm we've been uh we've been in contact for so so long but i don't know why but uh we've never had him on the show so looking forward to that and i guess until i'm back with that show next week stay tuned to at overtime ireland on twitter keep spreading the word off the overtime ireland podcast and until then have a good one thank you for listening to the overtime ireland american football podcast please follow us on twitter at overtime ireland Check out OvertimeIreland.com and continue to spread the word. This has been an Overtime Ireland production.